And welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast, Men with Fear. I am King Ben Chaos, and joining me once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hello, yeah, this is Allie. And welcome to Starling City Radio, <laughs> where we talk the weaker of the universes with their shitty movies. <laughs> that is a horrible. That is a horrible Scottish accent. But I have never tried to do a Scottish accent before. Yeah, I, I only mention that because. Um, <laughs> Uh, Telltale's Batman game, the first episode came out this week. Oh yeah! And I only mentioned I only mentioned that because when I was playing it, I was like, "I wish this was a Daredevil game." <laughs> <laughs> Is it any good? It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, they they focus a lot more on Bruce Wayne, mm. and the Batman parts are just like yeah, you're Batman, but like the story parts are all Bruce Wayne, which is actually pretty cool. Um, so if you like if you like Batman, it's, it's for you. Um, but. The way they, they've set it up with like you playing as Bruce Wayne during the day and then Batman at night, mm. it's actually pretty cool. And it it makes me really hope that they're doing a Daredevil um, <laughs> Marvel version because we know that they're working on some Marvel property, but they haven't announced what it is yet. It makes me really hope that it's Daredevil because it would work so perfectly. Like if you had the lawyer stuff during the day and then the vigilante stuff at night would be amazing. I heard rumors it was a Deer, uh, Defenders game. Yeah, there's been rumors about <laughs> about many things, but we'll see we'll see what they do. But I I hope Daredevil. Now you know this my is, my opinion on Telltale games. Mm-hmm. They're not games. Um, is this one a game or is this one more of a point and click, choose your own adventure thing? It, it's an experience. It's an experience game. <laughs> so it's definitely not like the traditional gameplay sort of stuff. You've got your You've got your uh, dialogue choices, and then you've got quick time events, and there is like a bit of like crime scene investigation stuff in it, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not overly complicated. It's very good though; I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I honestly, because I got some review copies, really shouldn't be looking at getting any games right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> because I ha- I actually have some review uh, copies that I have to play through. So I think mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm going to stick to those for now. But uh you know, I I am a Batman fan. Yeah, I mean it's definitely telling like a an interesting Batman story. It's slightly it's slightly different from like what they've done in the in the movies and stuff as well. Kind of it reminds me a little bit of like of Gotham. Mhm. Okay. The the way it's kind of pitched up cuz you're you're dealing with like some of the stuff that's in there in like season 1 and stuff rather than the the traditional villain so far anyway. And this, this is only one episode so far obviously. Mhm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. If you if you like Batman, give it a shot. I mean, I think you can get the first episode it's like 4 pound or like 6 dollars or something. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, you could get the season for like twenty five bucks on Steam. Yeah. So I mean, it's a rel- relatively short experience as well. It's a couple hours. Okay. All right. Enough about uh, the weaker universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I only mentioned it because, like, it, I, I just really hope that they do like a Daredevil version of this because it would work perfectly. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but I had something. I don't know. It'll come to me. <laughs> um. Well. Oh. Oh. Uh. You going to see Suicide Squad this weekend? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I feel on uh, on Saturday night. Okay. I'm either gonna I'm either gonna go and see Suicide Squad or I'm gonna go and try and hunt down cheap Disney Infinity figures because. <laughs> They they've all started to price crash here now. Okay, I can <laughs> understand that. Um, so yeah, I I'm going. Uh, I'll I'll be will I'll I'll talk about it on next week's show. But yes, we're we are going uh, Sunday. Yep. And we're taking my mom with us. Nice. If if I don't see it before Tuesday, then I won't see it because. No Man's Sky comes out next Tuesday. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna eat all of my time. <laughs> we talk about that on last night's B team. I'm not, uh, and since this is not a video game podcast, I'm not gonna go into. <laughs> we'll see. I, mine is pre-ordered and coming next week as well. So, mm. all right. So, uh, why don't we get into some news, Andy? What do we have? On the Marvel Universe. The better universe. The, the good universe, yes. <laughs> the good universe. The good universe, yeah. So we've we got, uh, we got a few bits and pieces of news here to, to cover. Um, first of all, a bit of news about the, uh, the movies. Avengers Infinity War is now only one movie. Yeah. As opposed to two movies, which... Is a bit weird because they said they basically when they kind of announced the high level pitch of this, they were like, "This is a movie that's so big we had to put it over two movies, so many characters in it, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And now they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna get it in one movie." It's like, okay, how does this change the dynamic of that? How, like, how, how, is it gonna mean that you've got less characters involved? What is, what does that mean? What I kind of think it'll it'll be is like Infinity War is it's going to be Avengers Infinity War and the other movie is still an Avengers movie but it's just Avengers Four 
untitled, whatever. It'll be Avengers, some other name. Well, there have been multiple Infinity Wars over the years. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, maybe it'll be some type of continuation of the Infinity Saga? That's kind of what I thought, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the first one, like in the comic books, was Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Or, well, it was in, in fact, it was just called Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was much later, you had, like, the Infinity War and, and whatnot. So, I, I think they could go that way. Um, or, who, who, who the hell knows? <laughs> um, but I would be worried if they're going to try and jam. 67 characters into a two and a half, three hour movie. Yep. Um, yeah, so they're currently on the third draft of the script for this movie. So Yeah, so they don't know what of, the hell they're doing yet. Yeah, so this is, I mean, the, the movie's still what? What? F- three, three years away at this point? So the, yeah. they're still in early, early production for well, it's it. 2000, it's yeah, a, 2019, so yeah, three years away. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think that the it it could have been affected by like a deal that's been done behind the scenes that we don't know about yet. For example, like if they had if they'd managed to get the rights to Galactus back, maybe that's playing into it because you could introduce that in the Infinity Gauntlet and uh, sorry, the Infinite Avengers Infinity War, and then spin that out into like whatever storyline in the next one, like the year later. But I mean, it's going to be direct. It's going to need to be directly tied to. The, to that anyway. So, taking your uh, blue sky idea here, mm-hmm. or uh, actually elaborating on it further, and I, I don't, th- I, I think there could be some deal there. I think you're thinking too small, though, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if they're going to do something like that, m- you know, there's talk. I mean, they're, they're getting, uh, they're cozying up with Fox with all the X Men stuff. So mm-hmm. could it be that uh, a the X Men are coming back, or b are the X Men and the Fantastic Four coming back, and are we getting uh, you know are we going to have our real Marvel universe now? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to see it. Or um, could I... they? Here's plan. Here's plan B. Mm. What if, and that's a Marvel series as well. Uh, it's more going to what? What if it's something to the effect that the first one's Infinity War, where they fuck up the universe, mm-hmm. and uh, the second one is now going to be the Secret Wars, or what is it, Secret Wars Two, where the universes come colliding together, and you bring the X Men and the Fantastic Four into the MCU and mash uh, the universes together, sort of like they did in the comics. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely do that. Do you think that works in a movie, though? Since I haven't like, even read Secret Wars 2 yet, um, I have no idea. Um, it could. I mean, the thing about the Secret Wars is they've been hinting... I mean, there are hints and references to this event that go four, five, six years back. Hmm. With the uh, you know the cracks in the universe showing up back uh, 
in the uh, volume one of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the, you know, what, five, six, you know, se- seven years ago when they were doing, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the storyline, but it was, it was the big Cree uh, scroll war thing. And there was uh, oh, a huge the, crack uh, in secret the universe. Invasion. Secret no, invasion? no, not Secret Invasion. No. Um, something Gods and Kings or something to that effect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think that's right. <laughs> so, could they could they do something like that? Could uh, we be get seeing the Secret Wars, and then Phase Four is going to be the you know all new Mar- uh, Marvel Universe with the X Men and the Fantastic Four in it? Could be. They could also like just do straight up a continuation and go to something like Annihilation. Yeah. Or if they get X Men in, they could do Avengers vs. X Men, which would be cool to see as well. Yes. And that could be a two part movie because you could have the X Men movie and the Avengers movie. Yeah, because you could have Avengers vs. X Men and then you could have X Men vs. Avengers. So that 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 is certainly a possibility and I have a feeling that uh we are getting close to some type of announcement in the next next year in the next mm-hmm. year whether it's yeah well whether it's the weird uh Christmas break thing like we got with Spider-Man when half the studios were on vacation um, or at a comic con, you know whether it'd be it'd be nice if it was New York. Although I, I'm not even sure I'd be at the. Well, I might be at the panel, um, or or possibly San Diego next year. Mm. And the only reason yep. is there's uh, certain Marvel panels. You know, we went to the comic book panel last year just because. Uh, it was something to to do for an hour or two, and we had uh, nothing else. You know, we had nothing better to do basically, and we <laughs> sat there. But a lot of it, I mean, because I, while I do read comics from time to time, I'm usually reading things from three, four years ago, uh, probably as re- research for the show or just a story, <laughs> a storyline uh, from the past that I've heard that's worth checking out. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read anything uh within the last year so a lot of this stuff that they, you know they start talking about things a i don't know half the characters and b i have no idea uh the significance of some of the things they say yeah i'm, I'm kind of the same like uh most of the stuff i read is, is through unlimited so it's all right. at least six months behind, and even at that, I'm I'm not up to date with like the latest releases on that. So, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm go- about to become a lot busier too. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, more on that when I can say more. Okay. <laughs> He's a big tease. <laughs> big tease. Um. Anyways. Uh, let's see what else. What what other news do we have? In I, I mean, speculating about what they're going to do. Who the hell knows? I don't even know if they know at this point. Um, I'm starting to get worried about this movie, though. I will say that. 
And we know I, I worry about every Marvel movie that, okay, here, here's the big flop. It's coming. Um, whether Could it be Infinity War? Yes. Especially if you're now jamming a four or five hour plot with 67 characters into a two hour movie. Batman yeah, v Superman says hi. <laughs> and, and supposedly the uh, the new release of that on, on Blu-ray f- fixes a lot of that movie. So <laughs> I, I That's what I hear. I, it, I bought but, it. Yeah. Do I will I ever watch it? I don't know. I don't really have a spare three hours to watch a movie I saw already. I'm I'm not <laughs> the type of guy to see usually watch movies again, but you know, I am curious. I think uh, what Allie is the one who said that it does a really good job of cleaning things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said it was it was much better. And that's probably what that movie needed because it was basically two movies jammed together. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of. All right. So, um, other other news. Let's 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 move, yeah. move along. We've got three years to talk about that movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luke Cage is going to feature some musical performances. Okay, cool. Which is kind of cool, and we know that music's going to be like a, a bit of a theme for the show. So They've been it's kind of cool that yeah, you'll maybe get to go to like a, a couple of rap concerts or something like that. So we'll we'll see how that works in. I, I just want to see Luke Cage like dancing. <laughs> well, maybe he'll uh, end up like doing security work for some rap group or concert venue or something like that i mean he is a quote-unquote hero for hire yeah not yet I mean, like but you would expect yeah, his that maybe... day job is his day job is a bartender as well though you could end up working at a bar that some rappers are doing a, a mm. show at well they haven't said what his job is going to be because the bar blew up yeah, but the, I mean, there has been like in the couple of the promo shots, you see him like behind a bar, like polishing a glass. So we can assume that he's a bartender at some point in the show somewhere else. Okay. So, um, Marvel is <laughs> now. This is an article that you sent me from from Yahoo, and basically the the headline for this is Marvel finally confirms what most knew about their the connections between their movie oh, and TV yeah. properties. <laughs> and we need to talk a little, a little bit about this because the, making an article out of this, they, they haven't said anything beyond what they've already said. Basically, they just said it's difficult to work things in, which is exactly what they've said before. It's all connected, they're, they're, sort of. It's all connected. It's just all set in the universe, same universe, but there's no like direct. There's no direct crossovers planned, like Coulson going to Netflix or anything like that, because of the way the shooting shadows mm-hmm. works. Which is fair enough. Like, I mean, I think we've gotten to the point where we're not expecting to see the crossovers now. We just want to see cool characters pop in that we haven't seen before. Uh, I think we're kind of in agreement on that, yeah. Yeah. Much as much as it would be awesome to see Captain America pop into Shield, we kind of realise that it's not likely to happen. Well, I just think, you know, I, you almost want to file a class action suit. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, it's, they sold us a promise that it's all connected. And you can, you, and we've debated this on the show way too many times, but um, 
it's you know when you told me it was all connected and uh you know things that happen on one television show uh will show up in the movies and vice versa I, I bought into that. I thought it was a great idea, and uh, I got behind it. They didn't deliver. And I, I understand it was it's a, uh, it was a nice idea. And I think this is them just acknowledging we wanted to do it, but, uh, but you know, it just doesn't work in the real world as well as we wanted it to. And I, I just kind of saw this as them finally fessing up to, well, it's kind of connected. Hmm. It is, it's all connected, but it really isn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I still do like the premise of, of the show, like Age of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, specifically, the, obviously, it's set in the universe and it's dealing with the fallout of the, the movies. That was always the way it was kind of pitched high level when it originally mm-hmm. came out and they they started off doing that and you had bits and pieces of that. The the worst example of it being the the Thor movie tie-in where they went and cleaned up an office in England. You're like, why did they even need to be there? There was no reason for them to be there at all. Um, they could have literally had the people that worked there clean this up. There was no need for S.H.I.E.L.D. to go in and clean this up. They could have literally said, there's been an explosion, someone needs to clean it up. Okay, cool. And the janitors will go to work and clean it up. She did not need to be there. Anyway, um, but yeah, I'd like I mean, I still like the show, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll continue watching it. And like I've already mentioned, my crazy Andy theory for this year is that this is the last season, and it's probably not that crazy. No, and it you kind of uh, the Undertaker has been brought onto this onto the set. Yes, uh, which I guess segues into our next story. In which, once again, we proved that Andy was wrong. But so was I. Yeah. We have a a new director. Yeah, we have a new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's it's not May, who I thought it was. And who did you think? You had some crazy ideas. Well, I, I had thought that it might revert back to being Nick Fury. Or that it might go to uh, Maria Hill. For example, like mm-hmm. she's no longer on How I Met Your Mother, so she's free to act in other TV shows. But no, she's uh, not coming on board with this. We've got an entirely new director. Yes, which I'm a bit we, we have about. Justice League's Batman. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, so he's going to be played by uh, Jason O'Mara. And what's the character's name? I'm sure, that, I'm sure it says in the circle here somewhere. I'm not sure if it, it doesn't. It did. No, it doesn't. It just no, it doesn't tell the some, Somebody, uh, but they say he has ties to the 1940s Marvel universe. Yeah, his Marvel roots go back to the 1940s. So, so I'm obviously, obviously not this guy. He's not going to be like what mm-hmm. <laughs> 80 years old or whatever. But uh, the uh, yeah, so he's a, he's he's the director and. He's going to be an established Marvel character from the comic books, but well, considering that he's Irish, or you know, O'Mara is Irish and actually mm. ha- has a bit of an accent, if I recall, because I've seen him 
a couple times now because he does do the voice of Batman uh, on the Justice League animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have an Irish accent, though, does he? He has a bit of an accent. I'll check with my wife. Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking he's, and I think my wife even said it, Dum Dum Dugan's uh, grandson. Okay. Yeah. Well, I suppose his roots would go back to then. Yeah. I mean, that's fine by me. But, uh, but Jason O'Meara, uh, basically, any show that Jason O'Meara is on mm-hmm. usually gets canceled within a season. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that kind of so rings he, true to, to he, our theory. Yeah. He's kind of the Grim Reaper of tel- <laughs> of uh, broadcast television. Okay. And the. The the other thing I don't know if you if you read this read it this a bit more but the uh, other thing that they did announce with uh, regards to this is that they've had to bring in a new director because Shield has been re-legitimized mm-hmm. and is now back in like back in the forefront so like the ATCU and all that sort of crap I believe that's now gone and now you've got just straight up Shield. So Shield is now back under the control of the the government, and or, or at least acting as an arm of the government, sort of thing. And they are now back in the limelight, so they don't need to operate in the shadows anymore. Which we obviously we see a little mm. bit of that, and how uh, Quake is running about during the day. Obviously not part of Shield, but and they are chasing it about during the day in broad daylight and amongst all these other people and things. So Shield is actively pursuing her, and the the public knows that it's Shield that it's out doing the stuff so that's why they need a new director because two according to the world at large Phil Coulson is dead and they are still not correcting that I would like to see them correct that by the end of the season because then it would open up the doors for Coulson to go back into the movie universe if the show if the show dies but don't I don't know I think that if the show dies Coulson probably dies for good this thing like they kill him off in the last episode oof <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that as a as an option, but <laughs> that's 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 depressing. Um, <laughs> and I let I, I, I want to move away from the this is the last season thing because we can start speculating about that uh, when yeah. the when uh, when it's announced. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when we're coming up to the wrap up, because speculating right now, mm, especially like I said, hey, if the show, first of all, ABC hasn't had anything in that time slot that has uh, had even uh, bad ratings. They they uh, mm-hmm. in years, it's always been horrible ratings. Mm-hmm. Usually, their lowest rated show is in that time slot. I think. Um, so, you know, the bar is set low for, for S.H.I.E.L.D. If it, you know, if it pulled in even its, its current numbers, that would still be a huge, uh, boost for ABC in that time slot. Yeah. Do you think it can maintain the same numbers in that time slot, moving back another hour? Because, I mean, it was in, like, the, what, the 8 o'clock time slot, and then it moved to 9, and now it's moving to 10. Do you think it can maintain the numbers? When you throw in the same day, uh, the same day uh, DVR numbers, probably. I think it could. I mean, it has a shot. 
You know, but the thing is, NCIS moved with it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, fuck. (laughs) But, I mean, at least you're not not going up against uh, buzzsaws like The Voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe? Do you think that's enough to carry it through, though, to another season, if they maintain those numbers in that time slot? Because like, that would theoretically be a big success for them in that time slot. Possibly. I think uh, it would, you know, if... If the sh- if they want to do another season, if uh, the show is doing well enough, uh, and ABC sees that, hey, at least this is giving us a foothold in this time slot, yeah, maybe. Mm. But once again, you are you know, so now it's going to be Shield versus NCIS again. Mm. Yeah, and now you've probably taken out your preteen watchers because. They should be in bed by ten o'clock. You would you would think. <laughs> um, so, you know, you you are l- taking out part of your audience, and then you know, uh, all the gray, the silver hairs are probably going to be watching NCIS because they don't want to watch the superhero, the you know, the superhero show. Yeah, but who which knows? is not a superhero show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, another piece of news that we did have, um, another member of the cast for a Spider-Man Homecoming is being announced. Okay. Who do we got now? We have Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. Or Tyrion Woodley, depending on how, how you pronounce his name, I'm not sure. Who is a UFC fighter. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this, came, this came about because uh, Tom Holland was at UFC yep. 201 last week and apparently this is why he was there and uh Terry let's call him Terry Terry was there maybe it's not Terry Tyron 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 let's go Tyron Tyron was was uh interviewed and he he basically told the reporters that he was working on a Marvel movie on Thursday in Atlanta which is where Spider-Man Homecoming shooting so he's going to play a character in in Spider-Man Homecoming I would reckon it's probably a villain do you think it's a villain, or if they do part of his origin story where he goes in the ring against uh, the boxer? Oh yeah, they could do that, couldn't they? Like they could make Spider-Man like a UFC fighter. <laughs> that would be funny. Because <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't he didn't? And, and once again, supposedly they're not doing the Uncle Ben thing. Mm. But part, I mean, one of uh, Spider-Man's first quote-unquote public appearances. Was when he uh, there, there was some challenge if you could last uh, a round or two with you know some boxer you could uh, you know you would win some money. They they could do, but I hope they don't go too heavy on that. I would much rather they just lift it off from where we saw him in Civil War and continued on from there, and maybe like mentioned some of the stuff that had happened to him in the past, like in conversation, without having to actually see it in flashbacks. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, you could also kind of retcon it for the movie in in that hey, he just goes and does this uh, at some point. It doesn't have to tie into mm. the Uncle Ben uh, storyline like it did. It could be that he just, uh, you know, there's this challenge and he goes and takes it. 
And you, you can do tell it that somebody way too. Yeah. yeah. Um, where I think that this guy's going to fit in, though, I think this guy's going to be playing the shocker. Okay. And he's going to be one of the villains. No, not yet. But uh, I, I think that's going to be one of the villains that Spider Spider Man's going to take down early in the movie. See, that's I don't. I'm not a big fan of multiple villains in in the movies. I mean, I think I think it dilutes the story. This is this is true, but I mean, if you see him, like like you remember in uh, Winter Soldier, we had mm-hmm. Batroc the Leaper. He was in one scene. True. Like on the boat, and Captain America took him out, and then that was him done. He didn't see him again. I, I think that putting like someone like the Shocker in, he's going robbing a bank. Spider Man stops him, takes him down, takes his thugs down. End. And he's gone. He's arrested and off to jail. Cool. Fine. That's going to be maybe five, ten minutes, and it's going to show you cool Spider Man things. <laughs> That could work. Rather than having like the whole build up of like, like they did in Spider Man Three, where they had the build up for the three villains and all the all the crap that went in amongst that. I never saw that one. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but yeah, I think that could work. Um, I don't know if we had any other ones. Oh, we did have uh, the synopsis for uh, season. Oh, I read uh, this. This was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The synopsis for season four of Agents of Shield was announced. Well, uh, released. Go ahead. So you think you think it's you think it's horrible? You do you want just, to hit, read it verbatim or? Yeah, just read it verbatim because it really does. It says nothing. Okay, so the <laughs> yeah the uh, season four synopsis is as follows: uh, In the aftermath of their journey to do, to another planet, director Phil Coulson and the rest of the team were driven more than ever to put an end to the Hydra organization. Little did they know that they were up against the deadliest threat they've ever faced: an extremely powerful inhuman hive who was transported back from a vet in the body of their worst enemy, Grant Ward. The team was able to thwart and kill Hive and take down Hydra, but they are still mourning the death of fellow agent and inhuman Lincoln Campbell. That's obviously all the things that happened last season in one paragraph. So that's going to be our uh, like speed read. <laughs> Just that one paragraph. <laughs> like, yep, that's it. <laughs> no, we'll we, we do it a bit, a, bit, a bit more than that. Um, it then goes on. In light of the Sokovia Accords and with Hydra obliterated, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been legitimized again and no longer needs to operate in the shadows. Since the world presumes that Coulson is dead, the organization needed a new director, who's going to be played by Jason O'Mara. Uh, to be the face of the organization, Coulson finds himself back in the role of uh, back in the role as an agent. His first name is Agent, remember, and uh, teamed with Mac. I'm curious as to whether or not they like give Coulson like a code name or something. Like, because Phil Coulson is dead, so they might need to give him like call him something else. Phil Jones. <laughs> So he teams with Mac and together they are tasked with tracking down and confirming the presence of enhanced people, a.k.a. Inhumans. Uh, they've been trying to track down and capture Daisy, a.k.a. Quake, who has gone rogue in an attempt to atone for sins from the past. But with the world believing Daisy is a dangerous outlaw, has taken down bridges and banks, or banks and bridges, uh, the new director has no qualms about taking her down for good. Agent May, meanwhile, is tasked with training specialist strike teams and Fitz and Simmons have taken a big step forward in their relationship. 
But with Simmons' new promotion as special advisor to the director in science and technology, Fitz, as well as her former team members, finds it hard to confide in or trust her since she's now the director's confidant. Uh, Robbie Reyes will roar into the lives of Agent Coulson and the team as a junkyard mechanic who can turn on a dime into the terrifying Ghost Rider. Will Robbie be a friend or foe to S.H.I.E.L.D. as well as the world itself? Meanwhile, Fitz discovers that socially awkward genius and friend Dr. Radcliffe has started putting the finishing touches on a new secret invention, which is obviously the LMD program. Right. The, the, the one or two things that I want to touch on in there... Fitz and Simmons have taken a big step in their relationship. Do you think they've got married? I think they're either engaged or pregnant. Okay. I hope they've not made her pregnant. I like how they've got engaged or something like that. That would, that would be nice. And then we could get some really, really funny like uh, engagement story. Yeah. I think they could, they could do something really, really funny with that. Fit and Fitz's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's cool that May's uh, going to be training specialist strike teams, so mm-hmm. we could see her like training up new shield agents and whatnot. So I'd like to see them introduce some of the like classic shield agents, like Quartermain and, and people like that. Yeah, that would be cool. And we could even maybe get some more like Inhumans pop in to that, but and uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. Well, it sounds like the Inhuman storyline is going to continue. And then we hear a rumor that uh, classic Inhumans are supposed to show up this season. Yeah, I think we, we mentioned that briefly last week. Um, or Yeah, last week. They're going to be putting in some of the classic Inhumans. Not necessarily like Black Bolt and uh, Medusa and whatnot, because there is still an Inhumans movie coming out, and I can't see them introducing them in S.H.I.E.L.D. and then spinning Next them decade. out to a movie. <laughs> yeah, well. It'll be, two, it'll be the 220s by then. <laughs> It'll be the Roaring Twenties. But I mean, certainly, like people like Crystal and and, and yeah. that sort of caliber of Inhumans. Crystal is tough. Is she, I mean, do they have? I guess they have the rights to her. I'm surprised they have the rights yeah. to the Inhumans. Yeah, it's kind of one of those weird ones. Because technically, I mean, they came out of the Fantastic Four comics. Their first few appearances were all in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I, I would imagine there's like a big list somewhere of like yep. w- when the original deals were made that the Fantastic Four license included this big list of characters, and it was would be pages and pages and pages long because it would have every minor character and whatnot in it. But apparently not the Inhumans. So yeah. So but so Crystal would be, but Crystal was. A member of the Fantastic Four at, peri- at certain times. Yeah, so, I mean, she could be part of the Fantastic Four license, we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, so could the She-Hulk then, but, you know. Um. True, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would assume that She-Hulk's rights are tied to Hulk's. Yeah, the, o- the only one we're going to see is they're going to uh, have the... Uh, tr- uh, a teleporting chihuahua and call it Lockjaw. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That'd be funny. Maybe that's what it is. Like Fitz and Simmons, the big step is that they've bought a chihuahua together, and or maybe they've moved in together and bought a chihuahua, and it happens to be an inhuman. It's a teleporting dog. Or they just name it Lockjaw. Crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's a very it's it actually tells us more than probably a lot of the synopsis have in the past. Mm. Because it kinda sets every character up and tells you where they are. Which is mm. which is cool by me. Yeah, I mean it, it's alright. It's a it's I don't know. It it, it just it reads like a press release. Yeah, well, well it is. <laughs> I know. So. And and do you think that uh, with May training specialist strike teams, do you think that, that might be a reference to strike? That was uh, Norman Osborn's uh, thing, right? Or was that Hammer? No, Strike was uh, Hammer was uh, Norman Osborn's right. thing. Strike was uh, the thing that uh, Lance Hunter was involved with. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was the yes, director the, of Strike. Remember? Yep. Yeah, the UK or European version of Shield, supposedly. Yeah, it could be. I think the, the I think the Bobby and Hunter will come back as well. I think. Yes, I do think they will be back somehow, some way. Yes, but um, I think that's all the news that we had. Well, d- did we touch on last week uh, the fact that Adrian Padalecki has signed on for a new series with Seth MacFarlane? Uh, no, we didn't. Nope, I, d- I didn't see that anyway. Oh, okay. So uh, she is joining a new... Uh, it's a space comedy thing that Seth MacFarlane is doing, and it's coming mm-hmm. out in 2018, and she's going to be, like, uh, second in command on his spaceship. But it's, I guess okay. it's a bit of a comedy. Well, it's Seth MacFarlane. You would expect it to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, but that's 2018. Yeah, so I mean, she could easily film oh, a yeah. shoot season. She, she could be, that, she could be in this season, and you know, uh, she, you know, supposedly, you know, you can put into contracts that uh, she can still come on this uh, from time to time. But uh, so, I would hope, some way, somehow, we get to see Bobby at least once more, hmm. and you know. It, that's that was just a waste of two great characters. Yeah, it was kind of a shame that they wrote those out, but I mean, it was obviously because they really thought the most wanted mm-hmm. was going to get picked up, and it just didn't go anywhere. I'd like to see that. I'd really like to see the pilot they did for it and see why it didn't get picked up. Basically, yeah, I agree. So, all right. Any other news, Andy? Hey, no, I think that's it. All right. I am going, uh, was it one, two, I think uh, next week, three weeks. Yeah, I guess about three weeks. I am going to uh, a local Comic-Con here in uh, Connecticut called Terrificon. Okay. I don't know if anyone, I, I haven't even looked at the guest list to see if anyone from S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be there. Uh, I, I think... Uh, I think uh, Papa Flash will be there again this year. Oh, that's uh, Barry Allen's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. But, all right. Let's move on to uh, this week's episode of Daredevil, episode seven, 
What's it called, Andy? Yes, season two, episode seven of Daredevil, which was called Semper Fidelis. Which is it? That's a military thing, isn't it? Well, Semper Fi is. I don't know if yeah, Semper Fidelis it, is the. Yeah, because Semper Fi is the Marines' uh, motto. Hmm. Could be. Semper, Semper Fidelis is a Latin phrase that means always faithful or always loyal. Uh, it is the best, it is best known as the motto of the United States Marine Corps. So, yeah. And obviously, Semper Fi is what they, they yes. say because it will be shortened. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Cool. We have the meaning. <laughs> okay, so this episode kicks off with... Uh, we we have the men- meaning of the phrase. You and I, we have no meaning, Andy. Let's just... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we see many potential jurors uh, going through. Um, a lot of them basically either think that the Punisher is a hero or a um, complete monster. Uh, they go through over 400 potential jurors, which I believe is a lot. <laughs> I don't think most court cases have this amount of jurors going through the, the ringer. not. Uh, but yeah, finally, the defense and the prosecution agree on a, a set of jurors that they believe will give a balanced viewpoint on the on the case. So we get the uh, this is the start of the People versus Frank Castle. Uh, Matt and Foggy kind of plan to have an opening statement based on PTSD, and uh, Karen goes to talk to Frank. He, however, doesn't want to go go with this PTSD defense because. He doesn't believe that he has PTSD and he thinks it's it's an insult to people that are going through it if they put him up for this. Which is kind of, kind of fair. I mean, like, he is... He's a kind of righteous guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, however, he does ask her to uh, get hold of Colonel Ray... What's... Supover or something like that, his name was? I need to double-check that guy's name. His, his, his Schoon, former... Schoonover. All right. Yes, Colonel Ray Schoonover. I would advise not looking him up because you'll get a spoiler if you look up his name. Um, <laughs> so Colonel Ray Schoonover, which is a, a bit of a crazy name, is going to be his character witness. Um, meanwhile, Matt gets a call from Electra. Uh, she's found out that an NYU professor has code, uh, was the guy that coded the cipher in the ledger. So, Electron Daredevil pay a visit to this professor, who is having a liaison with two prostitutes. They, they're both Asian, although he doesn't quite manage to work out what country they're from, so I don't think we ever got a, a clarification on that, but he wasn't caring. He <laughs> did not care. Kidding. He just wants to eat Mugu Guy pan off their bodies. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I said, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, this this guy had a lot of money, so <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you're a you're a whore. I mean, <laughs> this is what you do. You get paid to do very demeaning things. <laughs> They've probably been asked to do worse things than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Uh, denigrate you know if, if we want to make this politically correct i am not denigrating uh sex workers 
to use the proper term, I guess, the politically correct term for <laughs> whores. Um, but uh, uh, considering the amount, the wad of bills they uh, got for their services, he can eat Google guy pan off my body if he wants. <laughs> yeah, sign yeah. me up. Yeah, well, it depends what what those bills were. Like, I mean, if they're one dollar <laughs> bills, probably not. <laughs> but if they're hundred dollar bills, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, sign but, yeah, me up. <laughs> we we then get uh, Matt and after these two two prostitutes leave, uh, we then get Electra and Daredevil, uh, basically threatening to throw this guy out of a window. This is this is cool. This is uh, Daredevil getting on his Batman. Yeah, that's absolutely what it reminds me of. And he's like, he's pushed this guy up against like a glass panel mm-hmm. in his window, which it doesn't seem particularly safe <laughs> to me in the first place for for this. It was very very stylish and whatnot. But yeah, this is not not very safe. I mean, if someone like happens to fall against that, you're you're gone. Like you're you're, you're falling out. <laughs> well, I would assume that Daredevil has some type of like. Maybe some brass knuckles or something in his uh, gloves gauntlets. Because mm. yeah, to to crack that. I mean, I'm sure it, it. You know, you are thirty stories up. They don't use cheap glass. Mm. Uh, you know, in uh, those type of buildings. You yeah, can't. and I mean, this is certainly not a cheap place to live. No. Like they, they they kind of call the guy out on it. They're like. Well, how have you managed to afford to ha- have this place uh, on like your kind of accountant salary? So he's obviously got he's got dodgy dealings. This is a do- dodgy guy. But yeah, so after they threaten to throw him out the window, he reluctantly agrees to help them. He decodes the kind of codex thing for him and tells them that the next shipment is tonight at eleven at Bay Ridge Rail Yard, but he doesn't know what they're shipping. They advise him to find better business partners and to kill his his decorator. I love Electra. <laughs> yeah, do you know I didn't think that his decor was I, that bad. No, I didn't. Have it. But we know we know she's a snob. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile. Uh, Foggy is still working at the office when Karen gets back. Uh, she tells him obviously that Frank won't endorse the PTSD thing. Um, so Foggy comes up with a new plan to run away and open a butcher shop, which is a callback to last season because yeah, he was supposed to become a butcher. Okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was something about a yep. butcher shop. Okay. Uh, they also discovered that the medical examiner is scheduled to appear as a defense witness and uh, Frank's statement that he gave to Karen directly contradicts the medical examiner's report. Uh, basically, it's the, uh, and basically, like, they, they talk about how Frank relives his family dying over and over and over, which is kind of like a PTSD-type thing from, from mm-hmm. that rather than from the actual war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like, there, there are a couple great scenes by Karen in here. Uh, this mm. would be one of them, and the other one was when she went to confront Frank about uh, the PTSD thing, 
and basically said, look, uh, these guys are busting their asses to keep to keep you uh, from ending up in gen pop and mm-hmm. uh, uh, work with them. And I'm not doing but I mean, just the way she delivered the lines in the in her conference, her discussion about the case with uh, Frank. And then when she uh, you notice that both uh, the Punisher and Foggy are both named Frank because um, <laughs> yeah, Frank Fo- yeah. Foggy is short for Franklin. Um, the uh, but her her discussions with both of them were were, were just the way she looked, the way she delivered the lines. It was just flawless. So uh, Foggy basically plans to get the ME to corroborate Frank's statement on the stand. So essentially, get him to crack, and uh, this is the kind of foundation for their case that they managed to get this one guy to crack under pressure and reveal the truth about having doctored these uh, reports. Because basically, the the ME said that they were they were all killed with gunshots to the head, one shot each, uh, like Frank's family. And Frank obviously has a totally different version of events that. They had multiple gunshots to like their bodies and like how his uh, daughter's like organs were basically spilling out and, and whatnot. Yeah, he's talked about that on uh, previous episodes with Daredevil. Yep, yep. That you know the scene that made you cry. <laughs> it didn't make me cry, but it definitely made me kind of. It made me well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Daredevil and Electra find this uh, train car at the uh, at the train yard, which uh, they find is full of dirt. Yeah, this is so weird. It's Sandman. It's Sandman. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it's not Sandman at all. Cue oh, the Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bunch of uh, Yakuza guys then show up with uh, with guns this time, Chip. They actually had mm, guns, definitely. Okay. And they used them. <laughs> and they did. They did use them as well, yeah. And uh, Daredevil and, Ele- and Electra uh, fight them, uh, fight them off. Uh, Electra does get cut a couple of times during the fight. Um, this, this is quite a cool fight scene where they kind of jumped about like uh, big stacks of. I'm not even sure what it was, but big white stacks of something. I would assume uh, to me it looked like um, fertilizer or mm. wood chips. You know that that's the kind of bags that type of stuff comes in. Yeah, so it was quite a good fight scene. Um, not the not the best we've seen this season, but no. it's always cool to see to see Matt and uh, Electra fighting together. Definitely. Now, um, Matt then stitches Electra up back at his place, and they swap scar stories about the scars that they've acquired since they last met. <laughs> Uh, we also find out that Electra has heard of Nobu, who is responsible for many of uh, of Daredevil's or Matt's scars, the the mainly the big ones like on his back and like there's a big one in his uh, in the side of his abdomen as well. I get this feeling she knows a little more about Nobu than just by reputation. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I, I I think that she probably met him before at some point by the by the sounds of it. But she doesn't go go any further about it. Uh, she also says that uh, the reason that she never came back to him before was because he deserves better than her. And then we get a creepy slow motion scene of Matt watching Electra sleeping. 
Well, she also says something that uh, she knows things, hmm. which is a little cryptic, or she knows what's coming, something to that effect, and it's like, hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, she definitely knows more than she's letting on, and mm-hmm. she's not really revealed the full reason as to why she's come back at this time. Right. Will she reveal more in the future? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, did you not think that it was quite creepy, like having her watch, have seen him watching her sleep? <laughs> like, you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you just sitting in the chair watching her sleep? It was very weird. I, I, I wasn't sure what the hell was going on there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, she wasn't injured that badly. Like, it's fair enough. If she was injured, like, severely or whatnot, then, yeah, okay. Like, you would watch over her to make sure she was okay during the night. She didn't, like, I don't know, bleed convulse, out or, die. Yeah. yeah, bleed out, yeah. But, I mean, she wasn't cut that badly, like... <laughs> But there's definitely sparks between these two. You can you can mm-hmm. kind of see that, like when they're like like showing each other the scars, and when he's like cleaning up her the blood and and all that. There's definitely still like a massive connection between them. Yep. So the next morning, Electra goes to look into the exports to see where they're coming from. These exports of dirt. <laughs> Who the fuck is exporting dirt? <laughs> like, like why would you do that? Anyway, um, and Matt. Matt is late for court. <laughs> yeah. Big blunder on his part. Yeah, like, he should it's have like, set his alarms. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how... I'm sorry. I, that I found unbelievable. Well, if you think about it, like, it was pretty late at night when mm. when they were out fighting the guys. Like, say it's after midnight. By the time he gets home, it's probably, what, by the time he gets home, two in the morning, maybe three by the time they're sleeping, by the time they've had their chat and whatnot, probably three, four maybe. And then he's supposed to be in court at nine. If he wakes up at nine, he's getting to court for ten probably, <laughs> depending on traffic and how far away the court is and stuff like that. So, yeah, the the case I, basically starts without him. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, it seemed very out of character. I mean, I understand, yes... Uh, you know, but he crime fights every night. And this is, you know, the, uh, their biggest, you know, the case of their lifetime at this point. Mm. I think it's to show that the, the distraction that Electra is yeah. putting in his head at the moment is not in the right sort of frame of mind to be focused on getting up early to go to court and like do his job. <laughs> she is leading him astray, basically, is what's going on there. Like all women, they all <laughs> yes. lead us. They, you know, we just we just follow like little puppy dogs. Yep, I, I'm sure we've all been there. Yep. Where we've been late for work because of a woman or a, or a man for. <laughs> but yeah, um. So, uh, the case the case starts the next morning without Matt and and Foggy and Karen and and Frank are like looking about for him. Like, where the fuck is he? Like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. <laughs> and they are not. They are absolutely raging with him. Um. So Reyes, we see Reyes giving her opening statement, basically saying that the Punisher is no hero, he's a serial killer, and he is guilty. And that's it in a nutshell. And so obviously with the absence of Matt, Foggy has to give the opening statement for Nelson and Murdoch instead of him. He has uh, he has cue cards for the opening statement, but he gets a bit mixed up with them, and so basically does a statement on the fly instead. 
And he basically tells the jury about Frank's family being brutally murdered by criminals and says that this trial isn't about vigilantes, it's about the failure of the justice system. <coughs> and he then asks the jury to keep an open mind, basically. Yep. And we, we find out that Foggy had buckets of flop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Matt does uh, does re- does return because he obviously eventually got to court and saw the tail end of Foggy's opening statement and had no further part to play because I think this was all that happened in like the first day of the court case is just the opening statements. Yeah, the first week. Yeah. So um, Matt and Karen then eat Thai food uh, back at Matt's place and plan how to get the me to trip up in his statement, and she asks Matt if he believes in what Daredevil does. And obviously he's kind of dancing around it a little bit, but she says that she understands what Frank is doing and says, uh, right or wrong, you can't deny that it works. (laughs) And he's like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I fundamentally disagree with you. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So, I mean, this case is a little bit too close to home for them both, I think, because... She's obviously had the involvement with Daredevil before, and he is Daredevil. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit too close for home, and the, the close interactions that they've had with the Punisher, both with Matt as Daredevil and with Karen as Karen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's too close though. It's an awkward moment for them. Mm. So she then leaves, and... <laughs> Electra has been there the whole he, thing. He doesn't even get the door for her. It's like, get the fuck out, bitch. Yeah, it's like I I don't like just, saying just, go. Just he doesn't even give her cab fare. Just leave. <laughs> get out, out. But yeah, it uh, it's kind of good because Electra's been there the whole time. Like it would have been a bit creepy if they'd like gone to bed or whatever, and then Electra's just like hanging about in his apartment. <laughs> But yeah, Electra's been listening to their conversation the whole time, which is creepy. a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, creepy. And uh, she tells them that uh, basically they work out that there's a few locations that uh, this dirt could have been coming from. And one of them is at the junction of 44th and 11th, which Matt recognizes this uh, location because it is somewhere that Fisk previously owned and he saw blueprints for that area back mm-hmm. in season one which I believe was like around the time when he was I think it was just before he fought Nobu yep. that, he saw, that he saw those blueprints yep. uh, we also found out that they've been drinking shit wine <laughs> your Electra is a snob theory continues <laughs> I I know those girls very well <laughs> okay so yeah, the next morning the uh, the trial continues. And that is not a uh, reference to my wife. All right, just right. Long before her. All right. <laughs> so obviously, it's worth no- it's worth noting that Electra's been listening the whole time, and she's been uh, like to Matt and Karen's conversation. So she's she knows about the background to the case and mm-hmm. uh, about how they plan to get the Emmy to trip up and whatnot and crack under questioning. So. It, Bear that in mind. <laughs> now, um, the trial continues the next morning and Matt questions the ME. Uh, the, the ME is kind of uneasy and he's like, he's got buckets of flop sweat as well. 
and he asks to say something on the record. So the jury then gets cleared out and he admits to altering the autopsy reports. But he also revealed that he was threatened that uh, sorry, he said that he was threatened to alter the findings on the autopsy reports of the Castle family by two men who threatened his family. However, he was paid a visit by a woman the previous night who tied him up and told him to come clean. Which is, what is it they call it? <laughs> Coercion? Uh, coercing the witness, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, intimidating the witness, that sort of thing. So basically the judge says, okay, well, whatever the Emmy said about this, it's dropped from the record. Everyone forget about it. It's it's uh, cannot be considered with regards to this case. So basically the case is fucked <laughs> at this point. They, the it has all of a sudden gotten a lot tougher. So Matt obviously realizes that it was Electra that did that did this and went to see uh, the ME and <laughs> You're like, oh shit, she's ruined ruined the case. And so Matt kind of pulls Foggy aside and they have a private conversation in the bathroom and he tells, he comes clean to Foggy about Electra coming back and that she's his new client providing all the money, etc, etc. And Foggy's not happy with him, for one, but he does say that Electra's not the problem. Matt is, because Matt continuously lies to Foggy. And he, he has a valid point here. He, he does, yeah. I mean, if there's anybody in the world that Matt can confide in, it's Foggy. Because, like, he's told him about the fact that he is Daredevil, and Foggy's helped him out jams a couple of times with regards to that now. So he, he should have told Foggy about this. In, in private, not in front of Karen, but, like, he should have told Foggy what was going on and what his plan was with this. I Matt's a weird dude, and I think Foggy's right. I think hmm. uh I don't know if Matt has trust issues or what what the what's going on. Um But I think also uh Electra tends to bring out the bad in mm-hmm. Matt. Yep, totally agree with that. Um, he kind of loses his uh, loses his perspective around her, mm. and yep. makes bad I decisions. I mean, He's... even even the you know the Batman uh, scene earlier. That's not Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil isn't the type of guy to rough up uh, an informant like that. Well, not by like throw like. <laughs> like pretend to throw him out a window yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean he'll happily like break people's fingers in uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in car uh, car boots or trunks but yeah not throwing them out windows <laughs> so uh, Foggy then storms off at this point and uh, when Matt comes out of the bathroom Karen flat out asks him what's going on and he's like uh, go away like doesn't give her an answer basically fobs her off completely and he, 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 I love the line. Uh, she, she kind of, uh, I, I, I hate her response. Are you asking? Because he says, "Are you asking me as my secretary or my girlfriend?" And she's here, um, both. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of doing a disservice to her, like calling her mm. the secretary, because she does a lot of the lawyer work for them. Like, and I don't imagine that a, a normal like secretary in a law firm does this much work, like investigative work. Uh, no. Uh, she's more of a paralegal. Yeah. She's she's more of like an investigative journalist mm-hmm. than, than anything else. Uh, an, inv- an investigator. Just go, the, yeah. I wouldn't even go investigative journalist. I would just say investigator. Yeah, and she's quite good at it as mm-hmm. well. Like she gets to the bottom of the stories. Like absolutely. So we then see uh, Daredevil confronting Elektra <laughs> on a rooftop, and he's not happy with her. And I thought we were going to get like a, a a proper fight between these two here. I hope we do get one by the end of the season. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, can, he confronts her. And they, they don't quite fight, but he's not happy with her at all. However, she says that she was only playing by his rules because if he can't get what he, uh, if he can't get justice in the courtroom, then he takes it by force at night, which is sort of true. But like. She's ruined the case, and he would have. I don't think Matt would have done this. No, he would have. Uh, no, he would not have. His, like his idea was to trip him up on uh, on. Uh, he had a good plan in order to get to trip her up or trip up the Emmy uh, on the stand. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure it would have worked as well because, like. The guy, I, I know that you know, he'd obviously been threatened and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but he seemed like the sort of guy who would crack under questioning mm-hmm. like that. So, so uh, Daredevil and Elektra then basically take the fight to the Yakuza. They, they agree to like put aside the differences for now to deal with the bigger problem. And they go, they go to this building at the at 11th and 4th and they, f- they fight through the Yakuza that are guarding it. Daredevil basically does all the work <laughs> because he's he's mad at this point and like he needs to hit somebody. So, so he does. So and, she, uh, yeah, she just kind of sits though. back and says, "You didn't need me. Nope, you didn't need me here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so there was no reason for it to be there at all, other than to like, yeah, be be uh, verbally abused by Daredevil. Not not abused there. Uh, verbally." talked down to, shall we say. So at this building, once they took out the guards, they find a big, massive fucking hole in the ground, which is obviously where all this sand has come from. And it was not Sandman, unfortunately. <laughs> and Electra's kind of like, oh, how deep is it? <laughs> and Daredevil throws a perfectly good flashlight down the hole. And that's the end of the episode. She goes, tell me... Uh, has it hit the bottom yet? And he goes, no. Yeah, so this is a deep hole. I mean, hundreds of meters, probably. Or I'm what's thinking the miles. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't go down to the center of the earth, but mm-hmm. it goes down a good bit. And that's where the episode ends. And I, uh, I've watched this episode three times now because... I watched mm-hmm. it for last week, and then we decided not to do uh, Men with Fear because <laughs> of all the Comic Con news. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't had a chance to watch the one after this, but I'm dying to. Mm-hmm. 
mainly because I got into Stranger. Th- we got we started watching Stranger Things this week. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I obviously you know where this goes. I don't. Uh, I'm wondering if this is leading into more of the Defenders storyline than anything to do with Daredevil this season. Mm. Um, uh, Because I expect the Hand to be the main villain in Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, why why is there a big massive hole? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) like, what could they possibly need to make such a big hole for? And it, it kind of made me think of like maybe they would try to summon like a demon, like a giant demon of some kind or something like that, or a big giant snake or something. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been these weird things like uh, the kid last season who had mm-hmm. oh, special yeah. abilities, and they referenced him in mm-hmm. this week's episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is leading into that. Uh, Shadowlands. I, 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 they have to be doing the Shadowlands, and I think that's what Defenders is going to be. I hope so. I can only say so much with with regards to these things because obviously I've seen. <laughs> the rest I know. Of the I, I know. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything too and much. But yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, yeah, it's... I do think you could have thrown something else down the hole rather than a a flashlight. <laughs> like there was plenty of crap lying about in in that construction yard. They could have just thrown like a, a an iron bar down. But they that, had that was thing. that was really a good flashlight. It was that was handy, <laughs> and he doesn't need one. No, no, that's true. He's like, ah, fuck this flashlight. Away it goes. <laughs> I don't need this. So, uh, yeah. So, what did you think of this episode overall? It had its moments. Um, I, I can't say it was one of my favorite episodes because I don't think there was any, you know, there wasn't the great dialogue or, uh, monologues or, uh, character building that we've seen in the other episodes recently. Mm. Um, there wasn't a great fight scene. Um, mm. I, it, it's, it was basically, uh, an episode uh, for them to build on, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it it's a it's a table setter episode. So I, I yep, totally agree. I mean, obviously, it's needed to move the plot along, and they just didn't do it with the flourish that they have in past episodes this week, uh, this season. Yeah. I wanted to see more court scenes, and I think I'm sure we do get that again in the next episode. But I did want to see more court scenes here, like seeing Matt properly in court doing his like lawyer stuff that we've not seen too much of or, or any of really this season. Mm-hmm. Well, we never saw him in court last season. It was always in the police station. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not big on courtroom dramas. I mean, I've seen enough courtroom dramas over the years. I don't need it in my Daredevil that much. But I guess it it would be a change of pace as well. So, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think 
when it comes to the lawyer stuff, I enjoy watching Foggy as a lawyer much more than I do Matt. See, I, I like seeing them. I like seeing them both because they're both really good lawyers in their own regard. I think. I honestly think uh, if I needed a lawyer to defend me, I'd want Foggy over Matt. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean that's like that, that's the way it is in the comics as well. Foggy's a better lawyer than Matt. <laughs> it's it's always been that way, and that's mm. definitely played out here as well. Where he's he, he is a bit bumbling in his kind of own personality, but once he's like doing doing his lawyering, he's yep. absolutely banging at it. So, but yeah, it, it's a decent episode. Um, and like I said, I this is a series that yes, I could I could binge at some time, and it might be that at some point my wife and I will actually sit down. I don't think we'll watch the last five episodes back to back to back. <laughs> Mainly because we don't have time, uh, but mm-hmm. we we actually almost had our first uh, Netflix and chill date this weekend. <laughs> okay, and uh, then we realized we had to go out and do errands. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, I think we were gonna Netflix and chill and watch uh, the rest of Stranger Things. Maybe got an okay, yeah. episode in, but. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that that got derailed. So, overall, good episode. Set set setting up the final third, basically. Mm. So, and do we have any tweets? James Warren sent over uh, the same thing that we discussed earlier, and I just. Oh, here's an interesting one. How mm-hmm. Agents of Shield? He said one. This was when he sent a couple days ago. Uh, how Agents of Shield will blend magic and si- and uh, science? Uh, so let's see what it says here. Uh, they're kind of talking how Thor kind of opened up the mat. Uh, was the first to introduce magical beings into the MCU, but by doing uh, doing so by using science in order to link the link them to the more grounded Iron Man and Hulk. And let's see what it says here. Uh, yeah, I mean they did mention that in, in Shield previously that magic is just science that we don't understand yet. This one is suggesting that Reyes could be a uh, LMD. Oh, Robbie Reyes, right. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were meaning like Reyes from Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't think so. I think he's an inhuman, straight up. How would he have the powers if he was an LMD? He'd be a robot. Uh... Yeah, I don't see him being that. No, definitely not. Could be wrong, but I really don't think so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the magic stuff is, like, to do with Ghost Rider and, like, the... I mean, we've kind of got that already, like, with the way Quake is. Like, as you can just use the vibrations of, of sound 
to control mm. stuff. I mean, they kind of explained that with science, but when you look at it, like if you just saw her doing it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's magic." So it'll be it'll be like that rather than like Doctor Strange. Yeah, I heard Doctor Strange is supposed to explain the Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think he's going to go, oh, this is Ghost Rider and this is how he happens. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to get Doctor Strange and S.H.I.E.L.D. either. No, no, I don't, I, I doubt that too, but what I, but basically, Doctor Strange is going to explain why the Ghost Rider exists uh, at all. You know, in terms of ma- mystical beings and things like that. Okay. So, that could be cool. Nope. He also sent another link here. So I should really look. We should probably look at these. Oh, it's the the synopsis we read earlier. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, very. In- I will be very interested to see how this Ghost Rider plays out in uh, Shield. Hmm. I I I think they're going mystic. I don't think that. Uh, well, you said that this Ghost Rider is an Inhuman in the comics. That's right. Yeah. And that's the way they'll go here as well, because I mean we've got Inhumans established here in the MCU, so that's the way they'll go with this. I, I agree. So, all right, I think we need to wrap this up, Andy. Yes. So, um, let's see here. When you're not on trial, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me uh, cross-examining Ali every Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, uh, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time on 42 Level 1. We broadcast on allgames.com. Uh, we talk movies, TV shows, and video games. And you can find all our old episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as the allgames.com archive. Yeah, I want to be the district attorney for the people versus Andy Urquhart. <laughs> I'd probably have to fight Allie for that honor, though. Um, (laughs) I can be found every Tuesday night as well on allgames.com, but I'm on at 9 p.m. Eastern with my co-hosts Fred, Ryan, and Eli on the B-Team podcast. We talk games, we talk tech, we talk movies and TV. I have a feeling there's going to be a pretty decent round table uh, on next week's episode. Um, where, uh, cause I think most of us are going to see it this weekend, but, mm. uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we have a good time and I know it, it'll be the initial impressions on no man's sky and suicide squad, which I think is a great mix of two topics for next week. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, guess we're we're done here please go leave us reviews leave us tweets oh and to steven elmy our uh our uh prize winner i sent the package uh, i sent him his box of crap this weekend oh nice did uh, any of it's been delivered yet oh it wouldn't be if it's, it's coming all the way overseas yeah it? it's like seven to ten days so yeah uh be on the i think it's in a loot crate box in fact, I know it's in a great <laughs> box. So be on the lookout for that. Um, it's on its way, and enjoy. And post pictures 
of the crap that I sent you. <laughs> I, I remember one or two things, but uh, I did I, I did a pretty good job of filling the box. It's a small box, but it's got it's got shit. It's got a bunch of crap in it. So, all right, uh, we will see you guys next week for episode eight. And just remember, we're all just one bad day from becoming the Punisher. Night, guys. <laughs>